What's up guys, it's Adam here at it again, and this is another episode of Director's Showdown. Thanks for joining us. We're really going to reward you this time with a with special little treat. Who we got in the building? None other than our Faith. good bud. Oh, go. oh. <laughs> no, no, no. No, our good bud Jesus. Je- Jesus is Jesus himself. House. Your favorite power bottom. Gus Kelly, <laughs> Gus Kelly is in the building. Gus Kelly in the building, guys. What's going on? Yeah. What's up, man? So, Gus, do you know what Director Showdown is? What we do around here? What 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 we're all about? What is the deal with Brendan? What and I? you know? What let's yeah. What yeah. is what? Well, how would you describe Director What's Showdown? What's your perception? If you had to describe it, just to you guys got polar polarizing opinions mm-hmm. on some of your favorite directors. You mm-hmm. go head to head. And just verse off films, some some good and bad mm-hmm. throughout the whole <laughs> library of both directors, and uh, see I don't know, see who comes out on top. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, I mean, that's, pretty, that's pretty close. That's a, that's we don't do entire filmographies because we oh yeah yeah for months. selections, yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, selected filmography. Uh, this season is a little different. I, I don't expect you to know how this one is different, but mm-hmm. uh, we're not really uh, on one side or the other on the season. We kind of love okay. both. It's an even Stevens, Ooh. exactly season. Yeah, even Stevens, even Stevens season. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we love all of their movies pretty much by both both of the guys. It's we Paul Thomas Anderson, right? V. Quentin Tarantino, exactly. Uh, Correcto mundo. It is the yeah, it is perfect. It is the latter in which we are uh, talking about a couple. Uh, we actually okay. So this is the first, right? Uh, this is the first time that we are doing two and two? one. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, well, it's time by virtue of made. yeah, by virtue of the the movies themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you probably piece together, it's Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2. Not mm-hmm. to be confused with the amazing band Kill Hill, and I'm not joking, that is a real band, okay. Kill Hill. Well, and now oh. we're going to cut to a small uh, <laughs> 30 second clip uh, copyright safe of, of Kill, uh, Kill Hill. Let's hear a little bit of that Kill Hill. All right, guys. That was pretty enjoyable, right? <laughs> yeah. <And. laughs> I really like the part where the music happened. Yeah, you know? that was good. That was pretty it's cool. catchy song. Yeah, the Chumbawamba um, reference was good. I get knocked out. I wanted to bring up, uh, we're already off on a tangent at the beginning. I don't, it's fine. Um, yes, the best. We, we got a text from your dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, before oh, the show. And what, did, what did that up. text read? Oh, man. It was out of nowhere. Here. He said, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> I can and he says, on your laptop. can't believe they killed off the Starks. That's Whoa, all it says. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. 
<laughs> I didn't want you to actually Spoiler. read it. No, I'm just kidding, Jess. No, yeah. but I really Spoilers. Everybody's going to be like, you listen to that new director what? showdown? That Gus Kelly guy's a real <laughs> asshole. I haven't <laughs> watched Game of Thrones yet. He spoiled it all. But, but no, I just He's thought, technically wrong, though, because they didn't kill him. Right, right. That, that, that is wrong, yeah. I think, I think he's referencing the Red Wedding. He's probably referencing yeah, the I'm going to ask Gus, him right you, now. you got to cut it back on the spoilers, but oh, you keep fuck. spoiling I know. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> but, or your father's a misogynist, and he thinks that the girls aren't people, yeah. and the star oh, boys are the only... <laughs> that could be... <laughs> no, but I just... I, just I, I think it's always entertaining when um, people you know are like catching up on... Oh, shows yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones probably being like the biggest. I remember when Adam was watching the most mm. recent season uh, and just getting like texts out of the blue like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what? Like just like people freaking out. Yeah. It's like one of the most it's like it gives the show a second win almost because you're like, yeah, for sure. You're like, oh, yeah, it's so entertaining to like relive, especially the Red Wedding. Like yes, when I, I wanted to I made sure I was there to watch Amy experience the Red Wedding. Oh, and how, man. Yeah. How much of a bummer. That oh, was. and I watched Battle of the Bastards with you. With you guys too. Yeah, yeah that, that episode one. is fucking great. Man. I was very fortunate not to have any spoilers because I, I came in mm. on like season three or four. Oh, Nothing nice. had been spoiled for me. Yeah. Nothing. And I was I was very fortunate. And so it's hilarious, yeah, turning on my parents to Game of Thrones because, you know, they got like a little mm. Google home. So I set it all up to their mm. thing. Oh, and they just nice. say, like, hey, Google, play Game of Thrones. And they'll like come up. <laughs> so, cool. yeah, they're wow, fucking stuck. The Googles, they, they play the movies they on play the, the, the HBO. Just Google it. You Google the Game of Thrones and, and you're watching them. It comes right up. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Game of Thrones, who do you think, Gus, is. Hmm. Who do you prefer? Have you seen. Paul Thomas Anderson, Anderson's films, or have you seen Quentin Tarantino's more so than the other? I think I've seen more Quentin that's Tarantino. That seems yeah. to be the, yeah, the, the recurring theme here. But I have seen some of Paul Thomas. See, you'll have to like name some off. Cause there will be blood. Yes. Uh, the Master. I have not seen that one. Inherent Vice. Mm-mm. Uh, Boogie Nights. No. Um, <laughs> I'm so behind. Uh, Magnolia? Magnolia? No. Uh, Punch Drunk Love? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread? Not yet. Okay, so there will be blood. Right. But well, I mean, no, that's a pretty good one. That's like yeah. his. That's like the, best the Oscar one. Like, you know, the, the one that got a lot of. You know that well, no, they're, they've all been Oscar yeah. worthy. But yeah, right. that one came out. I knew like a lot of hype was around that one. For right. sure. Right. Everyone, and, you had to see yeah. World Blood for yeah. sure. And it didn't even win Best Picture. Fucking No Country did, which I think is valid. Well, yeah. yeah. That's kind that's of hard. Like that's like a, a Sophie's fair. Choice, you could say. A Sophie's easy. Choice. Um, well, that's why I'm here today because I had never seen Kill Bill until which you guys have asked So, me. what other Tarantino films have you seen? I've seen Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Um, I've seen. Reservoir Dogs. Yes, Pulp Reservoir Fiction. Dogs, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen what's uh, Django and Chain, yeah. and then uh, Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight. I've yeah. seen Death Proof. That one I have not seen. No. Okay. Gr- yeah. Grindhouse film. Yeah, there are uh, more <coughs> of his Brown. earlier stuff. Yeah, Jackie Brown. I haven't seen. Yeah, you know. But I mean, it's, it's, it seems like you've seen mo- most of most, them. For yeah, sure. yeah, majority. Yeah. So you I have I, a I, feeling of how Tarantino. Right. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And when you told us that you hadn't seen any of the Kill Bills, we were like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Let's educate let's, let's, this motherfucker. Let's, Please. Yeah, let's, yes. Oh, yeah. Let's change a worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, yeah, like right and off the bat. change your taste Oh, buds. here we go. Here we go. Yep, yep. Ooh. Adam, uh, what, I'm going to narrate what he's doing. He walked into the kitchen. He grabbed a bottle. He's walking back with it. And he's, he's unbuttoned he's his shirt. He's stripping. 
Uh, three buttons, four <laughs> buttons now. Uh, the pants are off now. Chest hair is bursting. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, but he has a bottle of what is that, Adam? Yeah, what is this? It's a uh, Bride of the Fox, and it's a uh, it's sake, yellow and label, and black. Yeah, hey, and black. hey! Perfect. So I thought it was perfect for Kill Bill because she's the bride. Say it again, the bride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought perfect. we were gonna say it together. But oh, we didn't say yeah. it again. It's too the, late. The bride. the bride. The bride. Bride. The okay. One more time. <laughs> one. Okay. Two. Three. The, the bride. bride. Hey, okay. hey, hey, there we go. So I'm going to quality pour. entertainment here. So uh, Adam is uh, pouring <laughs> the sake. Is it sake? I, I don't want to be culturally insensitive here. Sake? You're white, so it's, it's already. <laughs> I guess it's, 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 it's Nolan The damage right? has been done. Um, hell yeah, dude. Awesome. Yeah, it's got a really I haven't, cool I haven't had uh, sake since uh, Jesus, man. Since the last time Jesus. <laughs> since Jesus was alive, actually. Uh, no, since I've been to uh, Kona, everybody would go get sake bombs at oh, uh, right. Kona. That's still a thing I think a lot of people do, but uh, yeah, it's good stuff. What is the alcohol content? Are we, we're probably going to get pretty lit uh, podcasting here. Oh, there's a, there should be a, yeah, there's one right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got um, this. Passing the sake oh, thank around. Thank you, thank you. Kind of get in the mood. So are we all going to, let's. Uh, oh, let's in Japanese. It's uh, Kampai. 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 So viewers at home also say kampai when we say it, yeah. and then you drink sake. Exactly. So we're all taking a sip right now. Oh, that's smooth. Mm. That's good. And say it together, viewers or listeners. Mm. Mm. It's like a door explorer. It's a quote along. <laughs> yeah. It's a live quote along. <laughs> hope, hope you know. Hope you're a, a telepath. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like no, now showing at Alamo Draft House. Director Showdown episode uh, five. Kill Bill. Yeah, uh, quote along. <laughs> it's, a, it's a dark theater. It's a, there are people are sitting in a dark theater. Oh just my quoting. god! Yes. God, that sounds like a fucking cult or something. Yeah, like a weird right. cult scene. Um, oh boy, that is. Uh, you know good. what? I've never had sake on its own, and it's actually really smooth. That's a yeah. That's a shame. That There's two different it. kinds. There's like hot sake, and mm-hmm. then there's cold sake. And you can have whichever one you prefer. Honestly, they don't because uh, what I that's what I right? yeah. You can have you it can, either. You've been to yeah. Japan, so. yeah. You can do either one. And they don't care. They don't because Japanese no, yeah. people are too polite anyway. They won't say shit. Yeah, anymore. they can just say like stupid gaijin. <laughs> guy jeans like national, you know, like someone not from what's Japan. idiot? Oh, in, oh uh, Baka, Baka, that's <laughs> it, Baka. So yeah, if you hear any of those on your Japan trip, just know they're talking about you. Most yeah, likely. <laughs> You're I've definitely heard it. Like you know, like walking on the wrong way of the escalator or whatever. And like oh god, guy jeans, guy jeans. Oh man. All right, guys, and now that we have a little bit of nice cold sake in our bellies. I wanted to ask uh, Gus, as our guest who has never seen the Kill Bills before, uh, what is your uh, like general impressions? Like, what what do you think about it? Like, like as a whole, as a whole, meaning both movies kind of together because they have right, to right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's interesting about it is because you you can't watch one without watching the other. You can't watch, mm. you know, you have to watch the second one to get the full experience i believe yeah and um i don't know the the first and second one had different tones i i think i enjoyed mm-hmm. the first one more than i did the second one That's the second one had it moments but um there were some slow parts in between mm-hmm. but no the first one definitely captivated me more there's i guess there was a little more um there was a little more experimentation as far as filming like with the whole anime sequence like that was really mm thrown in there and that like i really enjoyed that 
Um, but I don't know, like, you know, in school I studied film and we would watch like bits of Kill Bill. So I knew like what it was about generally. Yeah. And like in the title, Kill Bill. Yeah. And so, uh, but there's a lot of little things I picked up on that I didn't really think about the movie at first. Mm -hmm. So it was exciting seeing it for the first time. And funny enough, I think your son has watched it before I did because you sent me, you sent us that like little <laughs> message, <laughs> and he was like, yeah. "Oh, they're watching the second one." I was like, "Atticus has seen Kill Bill before I have." That's, yeah, that's no, hilarious. That's, yeah, that's right. Like we were kind of like hanging out with him, just like sometimes like we're hanging out with him, holding him in the living room, and he's just watching TV because there's movement yeah. and light. Like, right, that's all he notices. <laughs> and yeah, he was he was like watching. I'm sure he couldn't even make out what's happening on the screen, but um, yeah, like we're saying, we your child him. is an idiot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, he's, you heard it here, folks. He's mentally handicapped, Adam. I don't know why you have to throw the oh, I word around. Yeah. What, an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, are you saying uh, all retards are idiots? <laughs> God damn it. Am I on Fox News right now? Uh, <laughs> so you're telling me all idiots are mentally challenged? Is that what you just said? Are retards? And all babies are mentally challenged? Can't comprehend. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this... God both of these movies are so fucking entertaining. Like, yeah, we watched mm-hmm. them last night and uh, Amy's dad was over and we were just caught him all hanging out in the living room. We watched the your first bride, one. huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, it was your bride. Um, and, uh, and then right as it ended, we were like, well, I mean, yeah, we got to watch the second. Right. One. Like, like Absolutely. even though Netflix, even though Netflix was trying to get us to watch fucking like Tig Notaro's new comedy special oh, or something. Yeah. And we were so, like, which is pretty good. But like, uh, yeah, we were like, no, we got to watch, you know, volume two now. We did. And they're, uh, they're great. I mean, and I agree with what you're saying. Like they are very different and like tonally. Right. Uh, they're both trying to do different things. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're always like each, I don't know. I don't think each one is cohesive as like a whole movie. Like you definitely mm-hmm. do have to watch them together. Mm-hmm. And I think it definitely shows that it was one movie to begin with. Right. But Tarantino was like. Yeah, I can't release a fucking four-hour movie, and I can't mm. cut out all this shit. Mm. Um, well, well uh, good old, our best friend, our producer, Harvey Weinstein, oh, uh, oh boy, suggested Absolutely. to split it up into two movies. Really? It was him? Yep. Oh and uh, he made a good call. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, good call, Harvey. Good, I Don't mean, know where you're at now. Uh, in life, I haven't right. been keeping up with uh, the news much lately. I'm a busy guy. But hope you're doing, hope you're well. doing good. <laughs> hope you're staying out of trouble. See, there, that's yeah. another thing. Watching this movie so late, like knowing what happened with Harvey Weinstein and everything, and now <laughs> yeah, watching yeah. this movie and that whole scene in the first movie where yeah. she's like in a coma and they're like, you know, thirty bucks to do whatever you want with her. You know. Yeah, like, I get, oh, I'm glad I didn't have that link. But there right. are other scenes that because oh. there was stuff that came out, uh, by, you know, via Uma Thurman recently, mm-hmm. like when she gets uh, spit on her face. I think in the second part, like that's right, Tarantino right. doing that, and like just like kind of like this gross stuff that you find out. Yeah, and like the and then when she's driving the car to meet um, mm-hmm. Esteban, Esteban, mm-hmm. uh, Esteban, or however he wants it pronounced. Like, like that's, like, when she wrecks. And, like, if you see that footage, it's really, like, uh, it's really intense, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, she had, like, no safety harness, no anything oh, in the wow. car. Because okay. Tarantino didn't 
Yeah, I mean, but it's yeah. like, <laughs> you know, it's like he's not he's not on the same level as like right. Weinstein. Like Weinstein did. His yeah, own like Tarantino is more of just like he wants to capture the, you know, the true a, the yeah. true image as authentic as he can. And safety takes a, a takes back, a back seat, seat, like no pun intended. Yeah, sure, because uh, I mean that's how uh, that's how Kubrick and all the great ones and a lot of yeah. uh, not, not no special effects. In this movie, yeah. a lot of uh, practical effects. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, no digital, no yeah. digital at all. Mm-hmm. It's all practical. Mm-hmm. Even the, I mean, I thought the plane looked a little digitally. Is that just some small uh, little like model? I feel like that's a yeah. That has to be a model. Right. Yeah, with like the I really so. ridiculous, like uh, super red background or whatever yeah. when they're traveling. Yeah, <laughs> she just casually has her samurai sword. <laughs> yeah, on the plane. <laughs> and, I and on the plane. So, so how do you think he did the the map scene then? If he didn't use CGI, you know when he when she's traveling from oh, uh, right, place right. to place. Okay. I don't know. Adam, you got me. I I, <laughs> and welcome to Gotcha Podcast. We found out who gets people. We Real just good. fucking got Gus. Damn. Got got. Insert uh, my my um, my sound here, Brent. Oh yeah, sounds okay. Right. Yeah, where, where okay. I where it sounds really cool when I when I get people. Okay, we'll do. Okay, just I'll, I'll like put that time code. Make sure. um, <laughs> I always say time. no. I, I'll I'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. No, I'm not looking for. But anyways, so what 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 truly was this film about? Do you guys want to hear an IMDb su- summary about Let's it? Let's go for it, please. So what we do here, Gus, is that we like to review IMDb summaries. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> I've heard some. And yeah. uh, uh, straight straight from our internet movie data boy, yes. Adam Dolphin. <laughs> That's me. That's my corner. We have so many corners here at Director Show. Yeah, yes. there's more corners than are typically. It's I, I think it's. Uh, pentagonal at this point. I think there's at least six or seven. We could call corners. it the Pentagon. The Bermuda yeah. Pentagon. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is. Uh, I decided to go with the Kill Bill, the whole bloody affair, because you know, since we're doing the Tuma movies, mm-hmm. might as well put them all together, right? Okay. Yeah. And there's only uh, there's only one summary, so I have. I bet nothing, it'll be good. I have nothing <laughs> else to choose from, so here we all go. Right, yeah. The bride must kill her ex-boss and lover, Bill, who betrayed her at her wedding ceremony, shot her in the head, and took away her unborn daughter. But first, she must make the four other members of the Deadly Viper Assassination Squad suffer. And this was given to us by the bride. So I thought it was going to be good, but it's not. Uh, this is a bad spoiler one. Spoiler warning. Spoiler alert. So You're she me spoilers. Yeah, she uh, mm-hmm. wrote it herself. Once the the whole shebang no, was done. No, this guess. is this is why it's so bad because she was training with Pai Mei and her hands were all fucked up and she's like, I just gotta get this summary out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Type this up quick. Even though Pai Mei was chronologically before literally everything in the whole movie, she already knew what was going to happen. Uh, yeah, that's not great. Not great, the bride. I, I see why he wanted to hide behind a uh, facade of a, a fake name, mm-hmm. fake little pseudonym there. Um, so you think it's a boy? Probably, yeah. I mean, it's IMDb. And they try to legitimize it by calling themselves the bride because it's like, oh, this is really right, the, the bride. Yeah. I wrote this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know that. I mean, that hits a lot of the points like she it's yeah. it's a very so it's a very straightforward movie, but kind of done in a Pulp Fiction way. Mm-hmm. And and it's you know what I think? I right. think this one starts his kind of obsession with chapters. Right. Because. Oh, no, right. I mean, that's, he's been he's been all about chapters ever. 
Every did he make Reservoir Dogs before Pulp Fiction or before Kill Yeah, Bill? they're all yeah, like, chap- that, that like he chapter. writes as a right. chapter. Well, I, I, I guess I mean like literally, like he actually puts the chapters in, starting with Kill Bill, right? He does in Pulp Fiction. Does Bro, he? Yeah, it says like mm-hmm. each one is like titled, like chapters. oh well, the watch. Okay, I guess whatever, I just mean yeah. like numerically. And. <laughs> Because in Pulp Fiction, guess, it's just like oh, Butch. Oh, I see. Right? Okay. Like, okay. It's like, I, right. yeah, I guess, I guess I'm guess i getting a little oh, no. like, anal about it. but <laughs> That is a... <laughs> I, I, I see what you mean now. Okay, Yeah, he's, he's like breaking it down like a book by almost numbers, starting with right. yeah, yeah, by whatever. Because yeah. Inglorious Bastards does it after Kill Bill, right? And so does Hateful Eight. And Hateful yeah. Eight does it. Um, but I, I, yeah, his movie's in between that he doesn't. But yeah, like what I was going to say is that this it's a very straightforward movie, but told... Uh, like non literally, pretty much, or I'm sorry, not, not, uh, not, uh, not non linear, linear. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Non linear, non linear. Yeah, like it, it starts with like number two, right? Like not even number one. Yeah, chapter one, two. Yeah, that's exactly. the name of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I love like how it opens with that opening fight scene, and it's kind of like with sexy Vivica A. Fox, Vivica Fox, yeah. Hey, That's Bride awesome. of the Fox. Hey, Whoa. hey, is this? I would not be surprised if this was like maybe a Tarantino, Kill Bill inspired Saki, honestly. Right? No, you're actually disrespecting the. Uh, <laughs> I actually read it, and. Oh, okay. uh, is it is it like some so, guy's dead wife is like why you start, <laughs> why you made it like while you have it so it's for the annual fox bride procession celebrates an old legend of a mystical fox wedding with paper lanterns that mysteriously appeared on hmm. Nigata, Nigata, you, Nigata, you need me to read it Nigata's <laughs> Mount uh, Krillin from Kr- Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I see. But yeah, it's, I do know uh, um, Fox in Japanese is Kitsune. Kitsune. Ooh. Welcome to the Kitsune podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nigata Mountain Kirin. Get it. Get in there. So, so basically, nothing really important. Um, <laughs> so I can totally make fun of it. In. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I, I love how it opens. Uh, and just like in typical like Tarantino, you taught me off there, Chief. Yes, sir. Uh, typical Tarantino fashion, it's like pretty subversive. Uh, in that it's like, oh, absolutely! Just right? just with the Vivica Fox scene, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like it's like she's in this. It's okay. So like, you know, Kill Bill's gonna be a movie that's like it's very heavily influenced by like martial arts and like and be kung fu. It's, right? it's Grindhouse, and it's yeah. like this lady going to like a mom's house mm-hmm. and like like walking past the toys in the yard, and uh, and then it's just like two mom. Well, I get. She doesn't know she's a mom two still, but two moms fighting, milfs. Two, two milfs fighting in a living room right. slash kitchen, mm-hmm. and it's just like such a ballsy way to like open your movie. Yeah, uh, and it's like great. Um, I mean, I wish I could describe like action more effectively, mm-hmm. but like it's just a great choreographed scene with uh, Uma Thurman and Vivica Fox, and they're just like going at it, and it's just like this epic kung fu like scene, and then. The subversive part was that, like, Vivica Fox's daughter, like, shows up. Yeah. And you have this, like, amazing moment of tension where it's like, well, what are they going to do? Like, this child is coming into this house. Are they going to keep fighting? What are they going to do? And they, at the last second when she comes in, they hide their knives and play nice. Everything's hunky-dory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Even, like, oh, you want some coffee? Like, you know, it's just like. It's great. Yeah. 
I love that so much because it yeah. brings such like I don't know like like oxygen to like a to an action genre. It le- yeah, it lets you, you know breathe I mean? for a second, yeah. and it also shows that like their humanity. At the yeah, same that time. that they mm-hmm. that they even if they don't anymore, that they respected each other once. You know, mm-hmm. like. Because it's like, oh, your daughter's home. I don't want to do this in front of her. Yeah. And then even they start like building it up to like, oh, we're gonna meet in this baseball field or wherever. Yeah. And oh, then right, just right. like it subverts it again by like she tries to kill her and it's bam, knife in the chest. Mm-hmm. And like oh, it's so she good. she uh, shoots. Uh, she tries to shoot Uma Thurman through the box of oh uh, yeah, kaboom. Ka- yeah, it's called Kaboom, I yeah. think. Yeah. And that's Tarantino's <laughs> little, little, little... He's just cereal. having a little fun. He's just yeah. Apparently, fun. he loves cereal. Like, he's, like, super obsessed with it. Like, I don't blame him. Cereal's pretty there, cool. I remember, like, I'm in the not, last in the last fan. scene... It's because you're dumb. There's, like, a Lucky Charms box. And, then, and just random... And when, volume two at the very oh, end. Oh, really? Just, like, when oh. she's, like, crying on the floor... They like pans over to the bathroom and, and there's like cereal. a Lucky Charms box. He's <laughs> so things. fucking weird. Yeah. Can we just talk about how fucking weird he is? He's really pretty... weird. I love yes. him, but he's so weird. Yeah. Well, he's so he's such a like idiosyncratic guy that it's no, no wonder that like his him. movie. Yeah. Like there's no wonder like every time you walk into a Tarantino movie, it'll be like anything you've seen before. Like yeah. okay, so this is I feel like a good judge of like you just saw these movies for the first time. Yes. Did it feel like uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh sexy? No, Jesus Christ. <laughs> did it feel like it was like taking from stuff or did well, I mean, he does, he's inspired by like martial Somewhat. arts movies and stuff, but yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, obviously an influence from the like kung fu movies. I thought it was going to be more of like from the samurai movies like Akira uh Kurosawa kind of stuff. There are it's some references. The, yeah, yeah, in the but, second half more. Right, say. but it's more definitely like kung fu. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like in the first, like the scene we were just talking about with um, Vivica Fox and, and with Thurman, they're fighting, and mm-hmm. then she kills uh, Vivica Fox's character, and then she says, "I wrote it down. I was taking my notes." Said, <laughs> "Not my intention to do this in front of you. For that, I am sorry." Like that is a super like old school Japanese yeah. kind of like response, like. For sure. Just talking, you know. You know, that, the, the uh, wording of that, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up, the intention stuff, because as, I mean, as, like, we're going through um, Tarantino's filmography, I am picking up on, at least, I don't know if you, you, you as well, Brent, let mm-hmm. me know, that it's, like, he's, like, Tarantino's obsessed with consequences and intentions. Like, he's mm-hmm. always, like, he yeah. loves that world on, like, that's why things happen because you intended to do one thing and it went. The consequence was yeah. totally the opposite of what you intended, mm-hmm. yeah. and how people react to that sort of thing. You know? Yeah, I mean, this. Yeah, if if this movie's about anything, it's about consequences. Yeah. Like you could say revenge, but it's like ultimately, oh yeah, it's about the the consequences that of Bill's choice, right? Right. And like literally, the no matter all what four intended, hours yeah. of film that he put together is all about everybody's consequences of that one uh, scene that like few moments where they they killed her whole soon-to-be family mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. I, I for sure like noticed that in all of his movies well it's just like i mean we'll talk about it in glorious bastards obviously but like in that it's like they're terrorists like straight up like mm-hmm. the inglorious bastards are like terrorists right? yeah and we don't think of them as the evil ones you know mm-hmm. what i mean yet they're doing the same tactics that a terrorist would do yeah so it's like Tarantino loves playing on like the whole 
consequence level and how we interpret them and yeah. how intentions do, is like actually a super big, like it's important to know like what someone intended. Even with the Pai yeah. Mei scene, mm-hmm. he was talking about the monk. Do you remember that? Like the whole story he was trying to tell, um, uh, kiddo about, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it was, uh, Bill and he was telling mm-hmm. her a story about Pai Mei and uh, he said that Pai Mei, like, did a nod, right? Mm-hmm. And the monk did not um, return the nod. Yeah. And no one knows why he didn't. Maybe he didn't see him. Maybe uh, he just didn't like Pai Mei. But mm-hmm. it didn't matter because Pai Mei, like, took revenge and, like, killed everybody there. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know? Because it was just, it was the, it was not, it didn't matter what his intention was. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. it's it's great how that comes back around, too, with, like, uh, and that, that's something I forget every time I see the movie about how Pai Mei gets killed by um, uh, L Driver. L Driver, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and <laughs> it, like I always forget that he gets he gets uh, killed in like the second half. But I, I wonder what I that hate says. It. Like, yeah, I what, love Pai Mei. Like, dude, Pai so Mei is so <laughs> dude. That sequence. Right, yeah is so entertaining like the little we're doing the little yeah, beard the, thing if you've yeah. seen the movie you know the beard thing the wisp yeah the w- <laughs> yeah it's like it's so great and like uh yeah and speaking to like the difference in tone the first movie to me feels a lot more um inspired by like the martial arts movies like yes. she's dressed up like uh bruce, bruce lee and game of death yeah. like and it's like, especially like that final fight scene in the House of uh, Leaves. House of Leaves? Was it I think called? Falling but Leaves? Blue Leaves or something? Blue, yeah, House yeah. of, House of Blue, Blue Leaves or something. Yeah, I think so. something, yeah something like that. Yeah. Um, you got a computer there, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want to overload the system. <laughs> no, that's, no, yeah, please don't. System, um, system overload. Uh, and yeah, yeah, and the second half is always interesting to me because it definitely feels different. Like, just, just to put it this way, like, I think over... A hundred people die in the first movie and three <laughs> people die in the second movie. Yeah. And so it yeah. like becomes this like hyper focused, like more character focused thing. That's why it was great that it split up into mm-hmm. two different films, I think. Yeah. Even though it was meant to be it one. Works that, it works better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause That's it's like, true. let's, uh, I was talking to Brian this morning when we were hiking and he was mm-hmm. like, you know, he made a good point saying that. It's like you watch Kill Bill Volume One on like a, a Saturday night with your boys, and then you watch you know Volume Two on a you know a Sunday like a Sunday. The, morning. the next morning yeah. you got a hangover. You're like, oh, yeah. I want to watch the second yeah. half. Like exactly. And then it, yeah, that's it's a that's mellow. a perfect. Yeah. It's like a come down of the excitement of the first one, right. and like and that that speaks to like Tarantino's like subversive nature too, because like I I. I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I bet mm-hmm. after you watched Kill Bill Volume 1, like, Volume 2 is probably not what you were expecting, right? No, yeah, not at all. And right? It's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, and yeah, it's fascinating. And then uh, you just get, like, all the backstory. You, like, get in-depth to, like, all the characters. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's an interesting yeah, little sequel. Because when you went into Volume 2, what were you thinking was going to happen? Not, no, what okay. Was your thoughts? Okay, I saw like I watched it on Netflix, and I see you know Netflix has like the little box of just what whatever it is, yeah. and I see like this guy in like a cowboy hat. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> and it <laughs> oh, was yeah, Bud or, oh, or yeah. Bill's brother, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I was like, how does this guy play in with anything? And so yeah, and then um, yeah, the sec and I mean the first one, super like action packed and everything, and mm. then the second one, 
I felt was kind of like a Western in a way. There was some nods to like oh, Westerns sure. yeah. and, um, you know, the whole, the whole thing of like coming back for revenge or coming back to the town that you were yeah, at one really, point. Yeah. That interesting. See, that's funny that you mentioned that. Cause it's like, I thought of that same way you're about to say, I think. Yeah. What? The post-Western thing? Oh, no. I was thinking okay. about something else. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, Go at it, yeah. On yeah. this viewing, I picked up... It was kind of like... You know when... when uh, On Volume 2, when they're... You know, she's... She's uh, taking her little baby girl, BB, to mm-hmm. bed. And they're watching Shogun Assassin, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's like... That whole scene... I love that last scene when she's walking down the staircase... And uh, it's like, I get these vibes of like, it's like you're meeting up with your ex. Like you're like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like you have so much mixed emotions like that are that's going on. Mm -hmm. And she's like seeing like this person she hates and loves at the fucking same time. Right. You know, because like she sees her daughter and it's just like you you feel like they're about to like bang or fucking kill each other, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. And that's what's so interesting to see that that's dichotomy right. between those two people, you know? And what is, I mean, what is revenge? It's like you got fucked over by a lover, right? That's yeah. usually how it turns out. Yeah, that's yeah. Why, like, You're burned by somebody yeah. that you cared for. And, I mean, like, I've had, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I've had experience with, like, meeting up with an ex, like, after, like, a few years. And mm-hmm. then you, like, feel like this, I don't know, you feel oh, yeah. kind of like, like, you feel like how she felt and how they you know, how they felt. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love that part. Of the I, film. yeah, I want to you know? use this opportunity to give a shout out to like Uma Thurman. Cause I feel like that, that all goes back to like her performance. And I was just looking up just now, like, please mm. tell me she got some recognition for, uh, which one is this? Oh, the first one. Interesting. Maybe the second too. I didn't check, but like her reactions to one, her losing the baby, like, mm-hmm. it, like I was watching it, like I said, with Amy and like we were here and uh, she was watching that scene yeah. and she was just like so engrossed in like Uma Thurman's performance because it's like it feels so fucking real. Like when she loses that baby yeah. and even continuing into volume two when she finds out that she's alive mm-hmm. and like her reaction is so fucking authentic. And I was like doing some uh, reading into like some trivia stuff and they wanted to do the movie before she had a baby. Uh, but scheduling wise, she had to have her baby. And then Mm -hmm. that, like, I think Mm. they started filming like a few months after she had her baby. And so I feel like that mindset, like definitely tied into like that authenticity you feel in like both movies, like, like the fact that she just had a baby and she can like tap into that. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's so fucking good in these movies, man. Like God, Uma Thurman's like one of the best and it's a goddamn crime. She's not in like the MCU or like just big movies. Like she, it wouldn't make movies. sense right. if she, well, she did, she did that fantastic movie called my girlfriend's superhero with Luke Wilson. Yeah. I just, and, she deserves, uh, dude, she's so good. She deserves. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know career. what, what I was the last like movie she was in? She's going to be in Lars von Trier's my, my, movie. My okay. girlfriend's a superhero. Yeah. With Luke, with Luke Wilson. Wilson and classic. Who cares? <laughs> Man, I feel like that movie destroyed both of their careers. Uh, like, I think it did. Point. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, Lars Van Trier is going to be the uh, the yeah. She's, she's in that. Belt. She's in that. She's looking good. 
but yeah, I just wanted to yeah, just give a shout out to like how good and how like authentic her performance feels. And like, what you want to you want to have sex with her or something? Uh, I, you make put me on the spot like that. Speaking of Uma Thurman, <laughs> and maybe we can change the topic to this because Quentin Tarantino has a uh, foot fetish. Right, hey. and Uma Thurman's feet you right. are you janky. Talk, you talking about you talking about where are the feet? feet at where are the feet are at? sometimes new segment here yeah. on the director showdown. So Ooh. there's a lot of feet in this movie. Yeah, there's, there's a lot like, of feet. There's more, more feet, feet in the first one than the second one. Yeah, there's that's more feet sure. in all of his other movies. <laughs> you know, that's that's something that we all noticed. Uh, also, all, all of us watching here last there's night, we were like, "Boy, she has some wacky feet." She has some like man feet. It's they're they're long ass feet, but then again, she's a tall lady. Yes, that's true. Okay. But Tarantino is all about it. Yes, Yeah, Amy provided some female insight and said, oh, well, she probably wore heels a lot. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because her toes are turned in and that's what happens when you wear heels all the time is it literally just like reforms your feet. Just like any kind of red carpet, you know, all the time. What's wrong with you? Hey, ladies, uh, welcome back to What's Up With Women. Uh, (laughs) With three dudes. With three guys. (laughs) So, ladies... Why don't you keep your feet straight when you wear heels? You should still wear heels, but you should keep hey, your feet why do you, straight. Why do you guys also, why do you wear heels? Why do you wear makeup? You don't gotta wear makeup. But you do, because you're ugly. And back to the director show showdown. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so lots of feet. Lots of feet. Wiggle your big toe. Oh yeah, um, wiggle your big toe. And uh, I, I always forget also that the, the big toe segment is what leads into and out of the anime portion mm, right uh, which god damn it dude i fucking love that sequence so it's much great. i was gonna yeah i was gonna ask do you think it would accomplish the same kind of feel if it was live action oh no think- it's 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 uh it was actually meant to break up the uh the pacing of the film. okay yeah mm. it's like let's give let's give them something else something different i mean you cut that whole sequence and just like not have it it wouldn't affect mm-hmm. the plot at all really i i think but. uh for the first movie that seems really important because it, it builds up the villain as mm. this really really fucking mm-hmm. larger than life mm. uh sympathetic like character well, that's what he does with every single snake except for maybe l, l driver yeah mm-hmm. i agree know? Um, which is interesting that Tarantino wanted to make the. I'm sorry that we're pivoting over, but no, no, he wanted a. He wanted to make the, all of them, all these villains, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Most of them, at least, except yeah. for Elder, because he doubled down on how much of a bitch she is. But like, even with Bud, like I kind of felt. I don't know if you guys felt like bad for him when he was. At I was the, very uh, sympathetic strip. for Bud. Yes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh man, this. He was getting like yeah. fucked over at the titty bar, and yeah. he was like, "Damn, man, yeah, he seemed like a cool dude." Yeah, he seemed like a cool dude. He kind, kind of until he buries her alive. But, <laughs> yeah. like, but this was like, so interesting about it. Is yeah, that he's really interested he does, in yeah. yeah the dichotomy of like mm. people. Like it's it's not just like mutually exclusive. Like like he's just bad. Like Tarantino can do mm. that sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe that's what... He does objectively bad people, like, in Pulp Fiction with the, uh, yeah. the rapist. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But that's not what he's... He's trying to, like, give people a little bit more. Well, because he's, he's, he's Bill's brother, so he has to have some redemption. But what's interesting about... I like Bud because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's very underlooked with uh, these films. But, yeah, like, yeah. his kind of, like, arc is a little interesting in the sense that... He's surrounded by like tits all the time, and he's and he gets like fem like uh, 
emasculated, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's totally oh, not right. in control. Yeah, that's right. And he's surrounded by women who control him all the time. Mm-hmm. Even You can even say that he's not in control of um, when he was in the... Uh, the assassination squad like he wasn't in control his brother was always a step ahead of him exactly yeah you know and he was surrounded by all these women and uh then he it seems like he would he took out some of his like anger and the way that he treated kiddo you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah like he pump he like pumped her up with rock salt mm-hmm. i guess oh. that's a thing yeah um <laughs> yeah and then buried her that's alive right. it's like it was just interesting to see that how he treated her was so misogynistic but also to see the strip club where he was treated like a piece of shit right you know mm-hmm. yeah for sure and, and it's it's interesting the way god it's such it's he dies so tragically too it's mm. like he's selling the mm. sword he doesn't yeah. care about it because we find out that he has has he still has the one from bill I actually, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love yeah. Bud. Like, you feel like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. like actually probably a good person. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird, he's you know? Trying to, he's living comfortably, you know, in his he's trailer. Just, well, he's, he's, trying like, to, he's trying to bury his past. Yeah, he's oh, saying, right. Yeah. Well, he's trying to... He's, he's trying, trying to, to bury yeah, his past. Bury. Because he bar- Guys, in yeah, the movie, he buries Uma Thurman. Oh, right. No, but... Uh, he buries Uma Thurman? Yeah, that... No, I, I actually kind of got a little emotional when I saw the little, like, sword... When he had the, the Hanzo sword, because I, I don't remember him having it still. Same. So, yeah. When he pulled out the Hanzo sword and it said to, to Bud, the only man I've ever loved. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bill. Bill. And I was like, oh, that's kind of sweet, actually. That scene yeah. is so... Shit. <laughs> just just knocked into a bunch of China. Nothing to worry about. Um, China? Dude, that scene is so fucking good because it's doing two totally different things that mm. like all come together in one moment. It's like it's a plot yeah. device mm. because it's like she doesn't have a sword. Oh shit, what's she gonna do? Yeah. Oh, there's a sword right there. And then that's when you realize that like, oh, he didn't sell it. It's like, right. god damn it, that's why Tarantino is so fucking good, I man. Know. Like he he can combine different elements to it, have a big. He payoff. knows how to say he knows how to do setups. He just knows how to do. Them. He knows yeah, how to pay yeah, them off for sure. He's a, he's that a was master, a good payoff. Yeah, right? for he's sure. A master at yeah. this. He all, he lied about it. You know, yeah, selling yeah. the sword because it's like then, who cares? Like yeah, right, right, he's, well, yeah. Well, he's like I need just, the money, whatever. Yeah. But we all know how Hanzo you know swords are like fucking mm. the biggest fucking deal, right? Yeah, you know. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we're kind of jumping around both movies, but... Uh, Just like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Tarantino oh. podcast. Hey, dog leader boy. Thank you guys for listening to the uh, director showdown. <laughs> uh, hey, thanks for coming around, this, guys. <laughs> this is the, yeah, this is chapter nine. We're at the end <laughs> All now. right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Stay tuned. Bye. And uh, now to our new segment, Shots. So, yeah, this is a new segment, Gus, uh, where we kind of try to talk about, like, a certain shot or series of shots in the movie okay. that, like, visually was, like, really well done mm. or, like, technically. I'm a technical. I got yeah, a like a technical. Now. Yeah, go yeah, for it, man. Yeah, I got a couple. It. Okay. If you steal mine, I'm going to fucking be pissed. <laughs> I'm going to fucking no. murder you there, right now on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a shot you don't see very often in modern film, I feel. Uh, the bird's eye view. There was a there was a couple of bird's eye views in this movie okay, that yeah. stood out to me, and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, is that a nod to Hitchcock? Because Hitchcock would use bird's eye views and like birds, psycho, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One of the first bird's eye view is in volume one. Uh, Vivica 
and Uma Thurman are talking in the kitchen. It's just like over them, oh, that looking awesome. over them. Yeah, and it's just oh, kind yeah. of yeah. That is a very it's kind of very off putting, kind of and it's kind shots, of, yeah. yeah. And it's just like what? That's an interesting like choice. Like yeah, to make. why would yeah. why do you think he decided to make that choice in that particular scene with Vivica? See, like I. I don't know, because when you think of bird's eye view shots, you think of like, oh, someone's looking over them or something. Right, like, like a kind of like a ghost, yeah. Or like a, obviously I, the birds. I think the, it's all about like geography. It's about like giving you a sense of right. where people are okay. in the setting. Like mm-hmm. at least that's how it's you. Like I think one of the best examples is Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember? Do you know what scene? I'm, <laughs> I know. I'm just giving you a hard but time. But like sorry. the the scene when the cops are raiding <laughs> the uh, like shitty apartment complex and it's like literally just hovering mm-hmm. over everybody. Like, okay. I think that's to set up, like, the geography of the setting. And then okay. you're probably going to ref. I mean, I'm sorry I'm, like, going ahead of the game here, no, but okay. you're probably going to reference the, the one shot on, uh, you know, the Crazy 88 scene, right? Right, yeah. Which is in the, the, the House of Blue eye. Leaves. There was another, and, and there was, like, a tracking yeah. shot, you know, right. of them walking, of them walking. Above, in, yeah, and, and it kind of goes over. Yeah, yeah that's a wire, so, right? Like, that's a long that shot. That goes with your point, Brent, that it's mm-hmm. definitely, like, you get an idea of like where they are, so it helps the action when yeah. they actually fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. That or maybe like Bill just knows what's going on. Brill. Brill. Oh, Bill. it's like it's like oh, his like presence is like hovering he, he, over yeah, like the ghost. Kind of knows. Fuck, I like that a lot. There's actually. another bird's really eye like view that. shot oh. of um, El Driver when they're in the trailer. She's putting all the money back in the suitcase hmm. of when. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. yeah. but yeah, after that Bud shot gets too. Uh, Dies yeah, from, that's uh, right. You know, now that you mention it, I think Tarantino does that a lot. Maybe this is the movie that like kind of starts him doing that. But I know he does it in Inglorious Bastards. Well, because he has the budget to do it now. You know, it's I mean? dude. It's got to be expensive, right? Like because yeah. that you have to cram a lot into a few shots. Like, yeah. well, you have to have like a cr- you have to have a crane, and then you have to like make sure the yeah. set design is like. Fine. Yeah, you can't have a exactly. ceiling really. You would have, well, the, yeah, yeah, no ceiling at all. <laughs> like the. Uh, the crazy, you know, the 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 bird's eye before the crazy eighty eight mm-hmm. scene. That I think it took seventeen. Oh um, yeah, a lot of shots. The, the yeah. tracking seventeen shot, like the, uh, yeah. tries for that one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some PTA stuff. Would you say? I would not Ooh. actually. That's incorrect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, yeah, that's some some boogie night shit. Like for sure. Like the the weird like so Tarantino watch boogie nights is like you know what. <laughs> I'm I, I bet. One. I bet they. I bet they steal from each other all the fucking. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. There's yeah. no <laughs> fucking. I think. I think he was just like, huh, I can do like a better. I'll, I'll one. do you one better. It's probably yeah. a second longer. I think that's like, fun. You know, speaking yeah. of a second longer, I wanted to mention that uh, a really fascinating thing about the final fight between uh, final fight. Oren Ishii. Of of one, Oren Ishii and uh, the bride. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when the bride says, "No, I'm sorry," Oren Ishii says, "You won't uh, last. You won't last five minutes." Uh, the fight is exactly four minutes fifty nine seconds long. Dude, Tarantino's wow. like that OCD as so fuck, dude. <laughs> I yeah. love that because he yeah. does that That's with like Stanley uh, Kubrick. That's why I like right. Yeah. Some anal shit because yeah. he does like in the Pulp Fiction stuff, like. Yeah. Um, Remember when the uh, the wolf says, I'll be there in, like, what is it, 15 minutes or something? Yeah. Okay. And it says 14 oh, it's minutes. Fi- or is oh. it, like, 14 minutes and 59 seconds? seconds or something later. like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, I didn't time it, but um, on volume two, I, I should have fucking timed it. Because I knew about what you were talking about, the five-minute thing. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, when Bill shoots her with the uh, truth serum, he's like, oh, it takes like, I don't know, like, Oh, like two 20s. minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I should have. There's a lot of timing it. kind of things. Yeah, and, and especially yeah. with when uh, L Driver's talking about the snake, it's like, oh, it takes like, takes like twenty minutes if or you've been stung, like, or yeah, on, and on the leg or whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. If it's he like yeah. Like I mean, Tarantino definitely likes like uh, like countdown. Likes feet because yeah. it adds. Yeah, that too. He he likes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, like like countdowns because I think they add to tension. It's like it's yeah, like absolutely. this is going to happen in four minutes, and you're like, well, oh, well, that thing's going to happen. Yeah, he just he just referenced it, and it's like, do you think that's lazy or genius? To do I that? think that's genius, honestly. Right? You could interpret it as lazy, but uh, I think he uses it well enough. It's, that it's a tool. It's a yeah. tool. Yeah, for sure. Because it's a like, storytelling tool. Exactly. Because it's like Tarantino is interesting because like he chooses which ones, which parts to be explicit. Mm-hmm. And which ones to be implicit, and he somehow like weaves those two things in a seamless way. Mm-hmm. Because w- what I mean by that is that when Kiddo gets shot by a truth serum, normally you'd be like, "That's fucking stupid. What is this stupid shit?" Right. <laughs> but <laughs> somehow Tarantino something. has committed a magic trick on the audience and says oh this is fine we're gonna do this yeah i don't know how he does it like to me like i didn't feel like it was far-fetched yeah right if anyone else did it i'd be like this is dumb. I, I think yeah. it's because it's so heightened already right like people are flying like all over said, the place yeah, he said like a limbs bar. flying like yeah. yeah he sets the bar at a very like that that's why that's i think I volume think. two is such a come down because it's yeah. like Oh, we're getting realistic now. Maybe that's what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like volume one is a very heightened movie. Yes. And then volume yeah. two is definitely like a more realistic, like a much more realistic in almost every single way. In almost every single way. Yeah. Like I can't think of anything that's like too ridiculous. And I mean, maybe the stuff with uh, who's the trainer? Uh, Pai Mei. Pai Mei, yeah. Oh, right, right. I, dude, Pai Mei is like one of the best Pai Mei, fucking characters. where are I you? Come on to our podcast. Come on, come on to the show, Pai you're Mei. You're invited. Because uh, you're also the head of the Crazy 88 gang, apparently. That's right, same actor. Can you that, Gus? Did you know that? Oh, he, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Is that crazy? <laughs> the, the, the bald boy and then the beard boy are the same boys. Same boys. <laughs> the late, okay. Hoyt, Hoyt, Hoyt. What? What? <laughs> I do have to talk about sound effects, though. Oh, in this okay. Movie. It's a very interesting topic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because we go back to the scene, the fight scene in the trailer, and there's a point where they like bounce off a belly. I think it's Bud's belly or something, and it's like boing, boing, boing. It's, like, it's, it's literally like yeah, like yeah. a like a Looney Tune cartoon. Yeah. And then same with like volume one. They do one. it so quiet though. Yeah. Where it's like yeah. it's like you you have to like listen for it. Right. Yeah. Or else like you wouldn't catch it. It's, I think that's fun. more of like a kung fu kind of like you exactly. know for very sure, very, yeah. very much a kung fu it's, uh, nod. Well, I feel like now is a good time to ask this question because this might unravel a whole fucking series of uh, interesting discussions. But, mm. uh, Gus, are you aware that Kill Bill and Kill Bill Volume 2 are movies inside of the Tarantino cinematic oh. universe? You know, I, I kind of questioned that when I saw um, Samuel L. Jackson's character. In the is it the second one where he's Rufus, like the random Rufus, yeah Rufus, Rufus. Yeah, yeah and I was like I was like oh is this guy 
Because I know, okay, there's there's He's also in every single like Tarantino, right? <laughs> it's like, is this the same guy? Like, what's going on? But no, because um, I have heard this theory before, and uh, there's there's a really quick shot of like an advertisement for like Apple cigarettes or something, like some kind I of love random that. little yeah, in thing the, in the terminal when she's on yeah. the on the yeah, just a callback to and uh, so um, Jackie Brown. Oh, that's right. So yeah, yeah so I was like, okay. Is this because I know he's had like brands or whatever, you know, like yeah, thrown throughout his movies. Well, I, no, yeah, continue. I, that, no, I mean, so, that's about as much yeah, as I know about it. You can like, at him, yeah, yeah, because I told I don't know if did I say this on another episode? I feel like I did, but uh, my theory is that since because how they came up with um, Kill Bill was uh, Uma Thurman and Quinn Tarantino were just like whenever they were, I guess their off time they would talk about like how much they love kung fu movies, mm-hmm. yeah. and he's like, I want to make a kung fu movie with you, and they yeah, came yeah. up with the whole bride thing, like mm. her bloodied up and whatever. Yeah, and that's also why it says Q and U at the end, like you know. Mm. It's, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Quinn and Uma, and Uma, yeah. yeah. So, um, Mia Wallace in mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction. She tried to be an actress. Like, she had her 15 minutes of fame, and, like, was it Foxy Force 5 was yeah, the pilot oh, right, she was right. in. And all the Foxy Force 5 are all the assassins that are in um, okay. Kill Bill. Okay. Yeah. So, to me, it's, like, as if, like, oh, Mia Wallace, that is, like, she's playing Mia Wallace that plays Beatrix Kiddo. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and kill Bill. So it's yeah, like, and yeah, she snaps. finally made it as an actress, and this well, is a movie. And then it's it's important to mention that the the larger context uh, there is that there's the like real world quote unquote Quentin Tarantino universe, which is like Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, mm-hmm. uh, Inglorious Bastards, which Inglourious is vital is. because in, what happens at the end of Inglorious Bastards that pivot into these you know. Uh, terrorists or these soldiers killed Hitler yeah. at the cinema mm-hmm. that that pivoted us as a society to being more uh, open to like violent oh, right, right. and violent movies. And so Kill Bill volume one and two are movies that exist in his world in the universe. In Pulp okay. Fiction. So, and as well as death proof, death proof is also death one. Proof there are these other connections. Mm-hmm. And then recently, I think he said that like, yeah, that's what he's going for. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Tarantino confirmed it mm-hmm. for sure, and yeah. Hateful Eight is also like not a movie. It's a it's, it's a real, thing. real it's world. A, yeah, well, okay. It, it, in yeah. his real world, <laughs> in his real world, yeah. Too many layers, donkey. Yeah, it's in the QTCU. <laughs> is Django real world, or is that that's Django an interesting is? question? I think so because there are some names that tie back to okay. characters that are in like Pulp Fiction in or the something. Universe. In mm. the okay. yeah, so he's only done I think a few. Only done um, those two that are the movies and in that. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So yeah. wow, I did not know Tarantino that. Just, CU. Yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> so cool that he has QTCU sounds better. Yeah, that he has like this whole kind of like overarching yeah. thing that like he he doesn't make it. He never focuses on it. Like it's right. never overt or. Uh, it's kind of like literal. maybe like Pixar, how they reference. It's like Pixar, kind of yeah. older and newer movies in a sense, yeah. but. And that cars exist in the year 3000 yeah. after humanity is dead. <laughs> right. Like, they, they've said that themselves. And it's like, what the fuck are you guys? These are kids' movies. What yeah. are you talking about? So my kind of, like, theory, since we're here, yeah, is, like, because Pulp Fiction is about how pop culture 
influences us and helps us make decisions and we use pop culture to uh you know in our conversations and what we do we're inspired by it constantly yeah and it's like he's now just kind of like creating like his own culture in his films and i don't like i'm trying to like wrap my head about like (laughs) i feel like there's like a bigger like since it's a shared universe, like there's like a bigger um, picture intent yeah. to yeah. this whole thing, you know? Yeah, it's really interesting for sure. Like, mm-hmm. Kill Bill definitely marks a kind of turn into. Like, I'm sorry, like, yeah, Bruce Willis from Pulp Fiction, he might have seen, like, Kill Bill and was like, that's the. I want to use the katana when he goes and, Fuck. like, slices a. Yeah. You know, fucking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know what God, I mean? That's pretty interesting, yeah. Because his his whole thing was that he was is all pop culture, pop fiction. Yeah, but if we're I mean, if we're getting into some theories right Damn. now. So, oh no, I, <laughs> now I, got, I want yeah. I wanted to get to okay. you. That's now why, this yeah. this theory has kind of already Bust been debunked, it unfortunately. It's good. Oh, okay, okay. But no, it's, it's not debunked. What is the opening line of Kill Bill Volume One? It is, "Revenge is a dish best served cold," a Klingon proverb. Now, that's not saying uh, revenge is a dish best served cold, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it is wording it as if it is referring to the real-life Klingons that exist because we are in the Star Trek universe. Now, this theory kind of falls <laughs> apart uh, because, God damn it, he had to put a fucking Star Trek reference in the movie. But before Adam fucking uh, rained on my parade and told me that... I was convinced that uh, <laughs> Kill Bill is a movie that exists in the Star Trek universe. And what is uh, on the record right now as going to be Quentin Tarantino's 10th movie, oh, Star Trek. that's right. Well, so It's 100% going to be a movie in the Quentin Tarantino yeah, universe. It's got to be, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he's going to tie it. There's going to be, like, a Vega. Like, a Craig Vega. Not Craig. Craig's a terrible <laughs> name. <laughs> but, well, no. And then, apparently, he's going to be playing I'm around crazy. with uh, Kirk. And, uh, well, I don't know. They don't, they don't know what time period it takes place in. Oh, okay. man. I think I Simon wish. Pegg was quoted as saying his movie is some weird thing. Like, mm. that, that's, like, what he was saying why about the Star Trek movie. Why can't Tarantino just make an original? like sci-fi, sci-fi. Yeah. Ooh, yeah we were talking about that on the Pulp Fiction episode and I feel like mm. that'd be so good to see yeah god damn it that'd be great what, what do you think he would do Gus like if he did oh, sci-fi man you know you know what I would like to see like some like Cowboy Bebop Ooh, Quentin Tarantino oh, shit man. that would be tight that'd be cool he's or like some the perfect kind of director like, to do Cowboy yeah, Bebop. like 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 space criminals, almost yeah. like yeah. it's like a like space a harder, <laughs> like a, a harder, darker, right? Yeah, uh, Firefly kind of, right? yeah. Like yeah. that's a ooh. better, a way better one because that's like very western. Yeah, uh, it's like western. Yeah, it's a it's a blend. You know, you got space, the Japanese sci-fi. things. Yeah, yeah. I love oh, the, the Japanese things. Well, it's yeah. China, right? Because China took over Earth. The chinks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, cut that. I'm going to cut that. You, well, you're half Asian. You can say it. I can say it. Um, so, yeah, it's, a like, it's so- like a perfect... Socky boy. Oh, socky Because, you know, Quentin, he he blends genres, I feel. Yeah. And, and, and Cowboy Bebop does that in the perfect way of, like, right. blending, like, 
bebop, jazz, blues music into this like Western yeah. mm. space cowboy fusion. Fusion, yeah. yeah. And that's what um, you know. That's, I think he would if he would to yeah. direct it. I think he would make like a bad. That's a really good bebop movie. Yeah, that's great. I wanted to, yeah because like that reminds me how like I wanted to bring up like how Tarantino does the fusion here. In mm-hmm. so many different ways in Kill Bill. Yeah. You know, oh, you, yeah. Like, he somehow does a fusion in terms of, like, the genre. You know, you got the Japanese Kung Fu and the Western. Mm-hmm. And you still do... He does it in the music, too. Like, oh, you have right. that amazing yeah. music that, like, blends both mm-hmm. Western exactly. and Kung Fu, like, music. Yeah. And it's like... I don't know how Tarantino somehow does fusion that well. He did, he did yeah. it amazingly in Kill Bill. Yeah. Because if yeah. you go to... If you go to uh, the sushi place and you get a sushi burrito and that's a fusion. <laughs> that's bad is, fusion. That's Western, that's Western and Japanese, that's, right? Yeah. yeah. A sushi burrito, but it's not good. Right. Well, that's why you got to have Quentin Tarantino open your sushi burrito restaurant. Yeah. So and he's going to nail it. you opening the sushi <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, I think that's, that's an interesting point because, like, how no do you guys burrito. feel about... Yeah. What do you guys think about... I don't know why it always sticks out as kind of odd, the scene when she shows up in Japan... And she's, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, this, like, blonde American tourist. Oh, right, yeah. Like, what do you guys... I don't I know. I love like, that scene so I mean, it's, it's super much. entertaining because the guy's like, good. get back here, you lazy bum. And he's, like, yeah. watching his soap operas. And it's really entertaining. But, it like, I don't know why it feels out of place, maybe. Is mm-hmm. it because that's after she's back from the coma? Yeah. And she goes straight to Okinawa to go pick up the Hanzo sword. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. just the way she's acting, to me, feels like... Not like not like it's bad or doesn't belong, but it just feels different than maybe the rest of the movie. Yeah. She want I guess it's like, what do you think, Gus? Like she wanted to act like a a stupid American or something? Maybe or? to kind of throw him off, but also oh yeah, I okay. think um, it to might see if be he's a real deal. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. It might also be a nod to some of the Japanese films, mm. just kind of like you know, like the slice of life kind of films. I've watched Mm. some in this class I took. I can't think of it at the moment, but it was about this, like, this woman who wanted to run a ramen restaurant. It's a really good movie, and it's so random, but um, <laughs> it's it's much like like a slice of life, like very upbeat. I don't yeah. know. That's what it kind of reminded me of when I watched that scene. Yeah. It was just kind of very like, well, Tarantino, oh. he... He does these sort of conversational, like casual conversational Absolutely, scenes yes. to yeah. establish character per se. So I think, for me at least, it shows that one, it's, you know, Beatrix Kiddo right. is a like is can throw people off, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She can deceive people, and two, Hanzo is like a really nice guy. Right. He's like, like I love, I, I love, I yeah. love him so much. Sonny, whatever his name is, yeah. Um, and I think that's all because Tarantino just does that. He likes to fuck around with casual conversations, right? To, to show what kind of person this is, because that's yeah. how ev- how it and is. It roots with it in life, real. You know? That's how. That's what yeah. I like about Quinn a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you, I don't know, other movies you see. Like very like line 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 like yeah. back and forth. People let's, don't talk like that. Be efficient. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's ver- yeah. So that scene was like very lighthearted. It kind of changed oh, the mood. Japanese also- song very good, <laughs> very good. I like you know what? Yeah, no, that scene. That scene is that scene's great. I mean, it's it, so it just funny. it was just it's different. So yeah, it was yeah. just different. But I I do yeah. really love that. Like it sets them both up as like very likable. Yeah, and then like 
And I think it also punctuates his turn when, yeah, because when he's like, oh, this is, oh, yeah. this is a Tori Hanzo. Like, yeah. oh, mm-hmm. shit. And then, uh, God, I love that line of dialogue uh, when, uh, is it, what does he say? Like, silly American girl likes playing with swords. Silly Caucasian girl likes playing with samurai swords. The only reason why I memorized <laughs> yeah. it is because I thought it sounded like a haiku, so I tried to like count like these. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, like a nerd. I don't know. It just sounded, it just sounded so rhythmic. You know yeah. how she says it? Well, that's it. That's that yeah. dialogue, man. And yeah. then, yeah, and then he turns around and he says, funny, I, I love baseball. And then he throws oh, it. And I love baseball. God. It's like the baseball. Like, that's why... <sighs> Like I, every time I watch both of them together again, I appreciate two more and more, and yeah. I love two. Like I love them together, but mm. just like the fun factor of Volume One and how it ends right, in this, like right. we got to talk about like the fucking fight scene in the House of Blue Leaves. Like that scene, it's like forty minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Charlie Brown's my favorite character. Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I love God. that. Guy. And they're just like, get us, get us some pizza, some pepperoni yeah, pizza. Yeah, get us some pizza. Like, <laughs> we don't have we to. We don't want to on Charlie Brown. <laughs> you better get some pizza soon. God. It's so it's good. so great. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that scene, like the choreography. So this is like his first out-and-out like action movie. He wanted to prove himself to that's, say that. That's, yeah, right. that's right. Because wasn't the same choreography... For, can I talk? <laughs> Choreography. Choreography. It is two different words. Not a lot of yeah, it's two different words. From Choreo and the, the Matrix and uh, yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, that so makes it's the sense. same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, that whole group of the 88 um, is like an actual. They're fighting. Yeah, fighting, fighting team. team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is so cool because so, they get beat up right. by an actress who has no training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the choreography <laughs> in that scene is amazing. Like yeah. the like, how do you yeah, even fact, begin to describe like what what happens? In yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's bloody to the point that she blinks and makes it black and white because it's too bloody for the MPW. Right, like right. which it's it's not that bad if you watch in color. I don't know. I don't. I didn't think it was I, terrible. I I'm getting flashbacks to the first time I saw this movie. And I was way too young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, when did this come out? Oh, I 20, guess it was three. 2003. 20, well, that's a fun way to say that. <laughs> well, who the fuck says... I, I graduated who, high school in 2009. 20, who, who the fuck says... Okay, sorry. Well, I guess but you're right. You're 2010, No one says, oh, I was born in the year 1,990. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. You say 1990. I just would have said... Okay. 2003 fair, is exactly... Fair like point. The, is, is how you should you say You made it. your fucking point. It's like, you don't say 2018. It. No one wants to say that. You say 2018. Uh, my favorite Cooper movie, personally, is 2001. 2001. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair fucking point. <laughs> September 11th, 2001. <laughs> that's what they're going to say, though. You know that's what they're going to okay, say. Okay, okay. You're, yeah, you're, you're right, I'm the, sure. Who uh, says uh, 1901? But we're in the thick of it right yeah, now. We're it's just still fucking, weird. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, you need uh, to change your perception. Oh, 2000, big deal. Who cares? <laughs> oh, wow. We, we we're turning a year that's arbitrarily oh, 2000 from. Maybe a guy who died. F- let me fuck no, me. What was I saying? What the fuck was I talking about before oh, when you it said came that out. dumb thing? Oh, you saw it okay. when we were young. 2003, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, historical context. I was like, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, historical context. Um, I was probably 12 or 13. 
I was a very sheltered, as I've said many times, a very sheltered mm-hmm. Christian boy. I wasn't able to see Jesus. I was, I was able to see rated R movies if they were like military movies because my dad was not okay, Marines. Okay, and uh, mm-hmm. and couldn't play any rated M video games. I remember uh, three. I went over to friend Jimmy's house. This is where I would get like all of my describe Jimmy shit. for us. Jimmy, uh, short kid, really skinny, uh, had um, what do you call that? Like crusty skin oh, di- or disorder. Um, I know oh, what you're talking uh, about. I don't know what it's called. Crusty skin. Crusty skin. Itis. Uh, wow, I feel really bad. That I forgot. I know Sorry, what you're Jimmy talking about. Puts the on the skin. But yeah, yeah, he had that on his whole body, so he would like bleed sometimes. <laughs> oh, like, shit. Okay, oh, like just cracked. Okay. Yeah, 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 you guys yeah. feel bad That's now. Really <laughs> about you. <laughs> no, well, all, all of that is true, but no. Uh, okay, okay. I, I, I would always go to his place to play yeah. like uh, Mortal Kombat or like okay, to watch right. like rated R movies that, you know, yeah, he was a bad influence. He was, he was a bad influence, but bad he, boy. Yeah, but uh, he had older brothers, and one of his older brothers, uh, we had like a sleepover there. Uh, okay, put mm-hmm. on fucking Kill Bill. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! And it got to that scene, and that was got like, a boner. What? What? I was like, I was like, I was fucking flabbergasted because oh, I had never seen blood in a movie like that. Oh, it okay. blew my mind. Yeah, and uh, that's funny. Yeah, and we didn't watch Damn. two after, so I'd never seen two <laughs> until <laughs> until probably till I was like a teenager, honestly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that. It like that scene fucking like rocked my world. It, it wasn't like Starship Troopers where I cried because I was too young. But it was like I was like old enough to where I was I could handle it. But I was like, holy shit, man! This right. is like on another level so yeah for yeah. me the same way i saw it in my buddy because mm. like it's so funny okay so a boy and i was in middle school mm-hmm. you know because it's two two thousand twenty oh three twenty oh three right take us back to three. And uh, I saw the trailers for Kill Bill, and I thought they were so stupid. I okay. thought this movie oh. was dumb because she said, "Silly rabbit tricks are for oh kids. right yeah." And oh, I thought I was trailer. like, "What is that's that <laughs> so commercial? This, this is so stupid." They're trying to relate to the youth. Did the tricks rabbit make this movie? <laughs> I was like that. I just like I thought it was too corny, or like I didn't right, get yeah. it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And then my buddy's like, "Hey, man." You need to check out Kill Bill. I was like, in middle school. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool. Friends. Yeah, in middle school. Yeah, I, I damn. I went to Stevenson, yo. That was fucking the like ghetto. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a safe place. Oh boy. But um, yeah, he let me bar Kill Bill, and I watched it, and I'm glad it was in black and white. That scene, the crazy eighty, because I probably wouldn't be able to handle it. But I thought it was awesome. Yeah, oh yeah, dude. I don't think I saw. Oh, I did see... No, I did see Volume 2 after. And I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> I hate Volume 2. Maybe okay. it's not the same yeah. as Volume 1. Right. There was all the swords and stuff. Maybe yeah. we watched... I don't want to interject too much, but maybe we watched Volume 2, but I I was I was probably that same way because it's such right. a different movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, that's what I appreciated about this current recent viewing... Was that I just had those memories of like, oh, so boring. There's no like <laughs> blood and yeah, not much yeah. blood and shit. Mm-hmm. And the second one is just talking and like, oh, she like loves Bill. Like she wanted to kill Bill for the whole, <laughs> you know, like the whole movie is about <laughs> right. him. She's like hesitating. You know, that was my excuse yeah. as a stupid kid. You know what for I mean? For sure, yeah. But now it's like, oh, there's like, 
some really interesting, like, deep themes, and I just, like... Yeah. After this current viewing, I was like, well, actually, this might be right under Reservoir Dogs for me. Like, I would go Pulp okay. Fiction, yeah, man. Res Dogs, and then, like, Kill Bill. And I... I I know, I know, I know what you're gonna say, Brent. But it's just like Reservoir Dogs. It's just like it's it. That's how. That's my birth. That's my movie birth. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. I it's mean, my cherry. It's uh, your cherry. Yeah, I mean, when when you go to like ranking stuff, it's also mm. like arbitrary and kind of dumb. But like, God, man, it's like Kill Bill. The the combo of both of them together mm. are like. Fuck man, they might be my number one. Like it's it's like Hateful Eight. Honestly, oddly enough, is kind of like. But objectively, Pulp Fiction is number one. There's it's like it's like I was telling Adam earlier. I kind of have to separate. Like there's an objective choice, Mm -hmm. like one that I can I can view as being artistically yeah Yeah. like a complete masterpiece. Not to say that Kill Bill one and two aren't, Mm -hmm. but like when it comes to like sitting down and enjoying and like pure impact and like uh like all of that combined mm. i like kill bill's probably above most of his movies man it's like how about you guys yeah. what do you yeah because uh, you're, you're a new no, to him yeah, yeah. most of the other ones like uh, okay because um kill bill one very good and then mm-hmm. the second one i don't think i think it requires a second viewing Absolutely. or more than one viewing because sure. i've only watched it once and while i was watching it i didn't really connect with it i was i was kind of bored at first right and then now yeah. that we're talking about it and everything i'm getting that appreciation yeah. for it yeah mm-hmm. and so i think it requires more than one viewing i think that's what happens them. with mm-hmm. uh movies that are subversive to the level that volume two is yes. because when you go in with expectations and you're mm-hmm. like i'm expecting it to kind of go this way and yeah. it just throws that off yeah uh don't bring up the last jedi um, I know you're thinking it. I'm not. I'm trying not to think about it. But I really do think that, like, yeah, like seeing it. The more time, like I said, like the more times I've seen Volume Two, it yeah. gets better and better because it's like, oh, okay, I've adjusted right. my expectations. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but Gus, no, do you like the Last Jedi? I like it a lot. Yes. 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 So no. What? I like it more than Force Awakens. Well, yeah, yeah. and more than Rogue One. I can agree agree with that. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm just glad they're not like one of these fucking like. Oh, I don't see why people got fucking fucking, worked up about it. Because like, I come from I come from that from a I'm not like a Star Wars fan. Okay, so I don't have any of the baggage that all these fucking stupid Star Wars fans. Okay, okay, it's just like there was a lot of shit that I didn't like that happened in it. In Last Jedi. Yeah, okay. and we won't get into it, but right. we get it off off the podcast. <laughs> I guess that's three no, up to start like Brent, a last Jedi. Brent, we have to do a last Jedi. It's 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 too I will talk about reoccurring. That, yes. <laughs> yeah, to not talk about it. And I need it's, Sergio on with me. To if even you're gonna, out the if, side. If gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm on Brent's side. Yeah, because yeah. okay. like, it, it just makes me so mad when I see people that are like, "Well, Star you, Wars is you. dead to me now." Yeah, because the last Jedi, and it's like, motherfucker, that movie fucking ruled. At it's least smacked. you understand, for me, that I'm... Um, this is bad podcasting, but I I am not of the fanboy criticism with it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. like, no, oh, right, right. Yeah, lore, okay. lore is... Uh, it should yeah. be consistent. Um, and I, it, what's interesting know. is that I see most of the points that you make. Yeah. Like, I, I, can, I can see those. 
But it's like I, I really think that like the pros so outweigh the cons. Are you like? Do you feel the same? Yes. We need to stop talking about yes. fucking. Yeah. <laughs> we'll anyway, anyway okay. yes. Volume two, two requires requires another rewatch because it throws off the expectations. Because well. as we're talking about it now, I become more appreciative of it. Yeah. yeah. And um, while I was watching it, it was kind of like there's what what the fuck? Like there's no mm. killing. There's like yeah, <laughs> it's like it's but, interesting. The payoff was at the end when, like, she came home. Because that was a huge surprise for me. I was like, oh, shit, her daughter's alive? Like, I, didn't, I didn't fucking yeah, get that. Wait, even after the... Even I, I don't know if I... Point. Oh, okay. I don't no, know if I... No, um, badass scene where... Well, the end of the volume one where... Yeah. Man, shots, shots, shots real quick. Yeah, yeah. I love this, the, the you know, the, the hood scene, that Tarantino classic Sig move. Yeah, with like the snow falling. God, that shot's good. And you see love the red shot. lights because it's danger colors on mm-hmm. on the uh, motorcycle helmet. She talks to French lady, blah, blah, blah. Oh, right, And right. then okay. French lady is talking to Bill. And she said, does she know that her daughter is alive? Oh, yeah. I missed that, that bit. I must have missed that bit. Yeah. Shit. Now, that's, that's, the oh, volume see, one. That's, Holy shit. What, okay, watching it again this time, mm. um, I'm jealous that you missed that. Because uh, I like after we finished the first one, mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, that's such a that's such a like Weinstein thing. Okay. Like because they were uh, they released these movies a year apart. Okay. And so that was like the uh, yeah, to, dra- to drag you back oh, okay. in. Exactly. Right, right. Like, oh, her daughter's still alive? Some, and, some like, tickets, it serves yeah. no storytelling purpose at all. Like, mm-hmm. Tarantino, I'm sure, if he had his way, wouldn't have cared to put that in. Right. And so that's cool that you experienced it like her. Yeah, like, oh, because I, I, to- I was totally thrown off with that. That's super cool. I love that's I love you experience cool. like Because I, I, you know, she walks through the door or whatever, and I was like, that little girl's there. I was like, and it just snapped. I was like, oh shit, that's her. <laughs> that's her daughter. Yeah. And then you know the whole like fake death. He's like, oh no, you have to act. We're playing possum, girl. And like that whatever. whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's very that's like. I was, I was like, dude, damn, that hit me like, yeah, yeah. like threefold because I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah, yeah. Keats. Yep. Beatrix, yeah. little Kiddo. father thing in me, yeah, yeah, a little father thing, a lot of the little father, you yeah, pull dude. It out. The father, it's definitely <laughs> a little father pull, thing. Well, I didn't. That's the whole point. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's why it's a father. That's thing. Why? <laughs> Otherwise, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a father corner uh, yes. anytime we get another dad on the podcast. Okay, um, <laughs> but no, yeah, that's though. and then yeah, towards the end, I thought well. When she was crying in the bathroom, I thought she was like legitimately sad that she killed it Bill. Was such a but mix it was of more, emotion. yeah, it was a whole mix of emotion. Yeah, it was kind of like a whole. She well, should have yeah. won. She was laughing and crying yeah. at the same time. It was great. Academy Award, fucking right. What a what a theft. God damn it. No, but let's talk about. I feel like we should talk about the like Bill scene, like that. That oh yeah, that no, she stole we that have sign. to talk about yeah. that oh. final. Final scene yeah. scene with mm. Bill monologue because yeah. I was telling Brent how much so I good. love that mm-hmm. scene. He stole that scene absolutely, and like he still showed how badass he was with the with the pistol. Yeah, he like when she tried to grab the uh, samurai sword, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh right, yeah, yeah. Like dude, a that western, like the western is that kind of like ass, that like nerdy monologue, ass like monologue. pre. Pre comic book movies even being a thing, right? Like Spider Man exactly. had come out. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it. whatever. And then you're gonna sit there and reference a bunch of like comic books. Like, oh, it's so that's great. true. The Superman like, monologue. Oh my yeah, God. his Superman monologue, like comparing <laughs> him and his Clark Kent 
arch, uh, uh, alter ego. Boy, this socket. Boy, this socket. <laughs> um, his like alter ego to her alter ego being like normality and trying to live as a normal right. person. Right. Like, God, that's so fucking good. I just never even thought of Superman that way. Like, it's weird. Yeah, that was never... the first time I've thought about right? that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. That he brought that up. He's Clark. He's... Yeah, he's disguised himself. He was born as Clark Superman. Kent. Yeah, his Not disguise is Clark Kent. Yeah. yeah, and it's weird because like I always thought, oh no, he's Clark Kent, and then he like changes to Superman. Like, right, that's how my brain worked with Superman. Yeah. But the way that he put it, I was like, yeah, he's right. He mm-hmm. was born Superboy. Yeah, you know. Have you is ever it, seen uh, the the seventy Superman? What? Ooh, no. no. God I'm damn it. Not. Okay, that's why, man. <laughs> I like how you looked at Gus because there's no <laughs> No, way I know you haven't seen it. God, that movie. That fucking Richard Donner Superman is like one of the best fucking superhero oh, movies man. to this day. So fucking good. But yeah, I mean, that, that's like kind of how it truly is. Like the, the, the new can Superman you, um, movies don't capture that. Can you explain it for the uh, audience, Brent? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, it's basically what Bill says in his monologue that mm-hmm. like Superman – is always Superman. He's born Superman. He is a hero. He's sent to Earth. He knows who he is, mm-hmm. and he has to put on this alter ego, mm-hmm. uh, which is Clark Kent, and that's that is his alter ego, as opposed to uh, somebody like Peter Parker, whose alter ego is Spider Man. I think the most interesting point, though, that yeah, Bill yeah. made was that that is Clark Kent is what Superman thinks represents humanity right like pathetic and weak and just like beta as fuck right Mm -hmm. and i was like wow that's like oh so everyone wants to strive to he wants everyone to be superman and we're not there yet Mm -hmm. it's like he said it was commentary on humanity i was like that's what? I, yeah. It's like, what oh, I actually projecting? like Superman? This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Except Zack exactly. Snyder kind of messed it up. But <laughs> He's, yeah, absolutely did. Um, but I just, oh my god. It just brought a whole new light to like the whole Superman character. And just like yeah. the the whole nature versus nurture sort of thing. You know, that idea. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, if you're born a certain way, it doesn't matter what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't matter how you're taught. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Once I mean, a super, killer, always, always a killer. Mm-hmm. You know, natural born killers. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Superman was created by two Jewish brothers at the beginning of World War II. It's like he was always created as this Christ-like figure that people should aspire to. Um, and I, I, was I, it I, Jewish people who made? Yeah, Superman? yeah, because they they they, I they know were Captain powerless. America was made by a Jewish person. Well, I thought the Stanley. No, uh, it was it was definitely oh, yeah. Yeah. Captain right. America yeah. was definitely made by a Jewish person. Yeah, I yeah. forgot the name. Sorry, uh, Su- Super. <laughs> yeah, Superman was too. Though it was two Jewish brothers who really? felt powerless, mm-hmm. like because everything was being taken from them. Are you sure? I feel like that's Captain America. Uh, I, mean, I just maybe, saw I'm like, Civil but, War last night. And it was I'm Jack Kirby first. and so no, not for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. I just rewatched Wait, it. Yeah. Back to the Civil War cast. <laughs> We're talking about Civil War now, guys. <laughs> like, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm it's so glad Captain it's on Netflix. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. On, like, yeah, Civil War. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, remember yeah, I guess, seeing like I, guess, I could I be wrong. Captain, like I don't know if I. Well, ever you might be right. It. Let's see. Created by I'm gonna look it up right now. It's like Stan Scheinberg <laughs> and Jimmy Welsh. Jimmy Goldberg. Well, Jerry Seigel. Yeah. Okay. Um, Made Superman. And, uh, 
God, come on. Maybe I'm combining stuff. things. I know maybe it was one guy, but he was a Jewish like, guy. I think. Just keep <clears throat> talking about that. Yeah. Man. No, but I I love how um yeah how that metaphor ties into uh, uh the bride or Beatrix Kiddo like. It's it's his version of what a human like Clark Kent is like his best approximation of what a human is, right. and she's also putting on that front because that's not who she really is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I I I love that. It's great. It's very good. It's very good. Adam. It's good. <laughs> is it great? We're sitting here trying to fact check me because I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try any harder, but I'm pretty sure it's Captain America made by the Jew boys. Well, it could be both. It could be both. It could be You're both. Right. Why not both? I mean, the Jews, you know, they have all their money, right? The corn to Alex Jones, Jones's yeah, boy. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if everything else, why not our two finest superheroes? So Quit. speaking oh, of speaking ahead. of uh, Jews, um, what would what would uh, <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson do? Oh, I don't even know if he's, he's Jewish. He's not Jewish. No, How do he's you not. Know? He was, I think he's Catholic. Oh, is he? I, I've oh. read that. I don't know why that's my know. brain. Yeah, uh, yeah that sounds very. Yeah, this is a. So uh, explain. Yeah, explain what what this what this is all about, Brent. So I think uh, a Paul. Okay, so this segment, um, Gus, is mm-hmm. pretty much where we try to come up with our best approximation of what the other director this season's yeah. version of this movie would mm-hmm. be. What would Jesus do? Or in exactly. this case, what would, what would PTA do? Yeah, yes. what would PTA? www.pta.com. Dot com. What? <laughs> this sock you said it. This yeah, no, this sock is. is <laughs> oh boy, I think I'm turning <laughs> Japanese. You know what I'm saying? Uh, your pee is small? Yeah, it's um, Pizza? Pizza. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, his version, I think, would definitely be more influenced by the second volume. For mm-hmm. sure, I think it would dive into. Yeah. Uh, it'd be it'd be a character study, right? Like it'd be it'd be diving into. Right, it would be like more focused on one character than it would be on a variety of characters. Yeah. I yeah. feel. Yeah, well, it'd be we'd do one of the one or two at a time. It wouldn't be like one of his boogie nights. Like, oh, yeah. do this. How the fuck would PT even fucking like attempt to do this? I know. Shit? My only yeah. frame of reference is there will be blood, so I don't know if I. If I'm very good at it. Boy, I'll, I'll okay, let you so know. I've um, seen all this movie. doesn't help. doesn't help. Hey, so, okay, Gus, do this yeah. all by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you got no help from Brett or, or Adam here. Go, just try. Let it be known. Adam and I both have really good ideas Walking in our fly. head, but we just yeah. want you to do it. <laughs> we, we love you so oh, much no. as our guest, boy. No, um, no but also what we do. Let him do it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Paul Thomas Anderson does a lot of... Um, of long shot, like long tracking shots, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. From what I, you know, what I remember, yeah. just like the bowling alley scene and there will be blood, like very long scenes. Yeah. Um, God is a superstition. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was impeccable. God is a superstition. Um, so I don't. Yeah, I think like it would be focused on just two characters. Well, not that Kill Bill is. Any different? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Beatrix mm-hmm. and then Bill, but you know you get uh, these other characters in here like Bud yeah. and I think everyone else. It'd be so. okay. I want to jump in real quick. It'd be linear. It'd go one at oh, a time, right? right. And mm-hmm. it'd be like three hours long because all those movies are long. But as do fun. you yes. think it would be about Bill instead of Beatrix Kiddo? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. We tap into yes. it now because uh, PTA 
is always examining masculinity. masculinity. Right. That's right. Cross with femininity. Yeah. I know that yeah. from yeah, a little bit from the master. Yeah, yeah. I know what the master? master. I know it's a, it's about and it, oh, yeah. how it kind of conflicts but with. There will be blood also. Like it's yeah, definitely absolutely. about this hardcore, like dead person, type of yeah. like masculinity um, that birthed capitalism, pretty much. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <The> but <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, it would be tapping into that. I think it, it would might be, be all about Bill, right? It'd be kill Beatrice from the yeah different <laughs> perspective. Very cool. Kill Be- yeah, yeah. No, no. Kill no. the bride. Kill, kill the bride. bride sounds kind of cool. It doesn't rhyme like Kill Bill does. But kill the bride. Yeah, and it's all about Bill hanging out. No, it'd be kill there B. will be blood. There will be Bill. There, there, there will be Bill. <laughs> All right, guys. There will be Bill. So we're taking. So uh, you can reach her agents at you know one eight hundred five 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 six seven zero. Director showdown. Director showdown. We got a bunch of ideas. We got. We got. Scripts <laughs> if you want to buy, we got them all for days. For PTA mostly. bars. <laughs> for PTA. So there will be Bill. There will be That's Bill. Our, <laughs> there will be Bill. <laughs> We already got written up. It's there about, will be more bills. It's about 120 <laughs> pages. Easy. Whatever. Done. In the can. Ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, that's a good concept, though. I think yeah. it would definitely be in the perspective of Bill. Mm. And, I mean, he's kind of a mysterious character mm-hmm. in Quentin's yeah. view. I mean, it's, we don't he's know very too mythical. much about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't see his face until the fucking second movie. Yeah, exactly. I love that. that is like, true. Love you know, that. okay, since we're on the topic of Bill... Uh, some other people who were almost Bill. Try to guess one. Oh, uh, I think I. Oh, you. No, oh, God yeah. damn. Uh, like sorry. Kurt Russell. Cut the fucking. <laughs> cut the fucking well, bit. Wings out underneath me. <laughs> well, no, you did a great guess. What did you say? Russell. Kurt Russell. Russell. My yes. guess. See, was one of them. You know, David Carradine is perfect for Bill. I like. Yes. I think yes. he's like absolutely no, amazing. Yeah. But you know, I would have totally been cool with Kurt Russell because I love Kurt Russell. Yeah. Man, Kurt Russell good, man. would have been great. He would have been Bill. really good, I think. Yeah. Um, you know what I think Kurt Russell could have tapped into that I think could have made the movie better is a like a built-in sympathy for Bill. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. like we have like this history of Kurt Russell and like who he's playing. I don't know. I feel because like David Carradine from the get-go kind yeah. of looks like a fucking slime ball. Like <laughs> he kind of seems okay. like no, I didn't feel that way. Really? I I don't know. I guess I, I think just, he. I just. The thing is, like, I don't really know too much of David Carradine except that he, like, did, like, kung fu movies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, right, for yeah. my perception, it's just, like, he's, like, this old <clears throat> kung fu master kind of guy. You know? Yeah, so, you, you just have a different, yeah, a different view. Because I, I have nothing mm. to base anything on, really. But, um, like, the way that, I think, like, I thought, honestly, that when, when the first time I watched it, you know, speaking of historical context... Mm-hmm. I thought he was like an amazing actor. I didn't know he did all these horrible B movies oh, back right. in the day. I didn't and I never, forgot until yeah. just now, actually. <laughs> and I thought like this guy's like amazing at what he is because yeah. the way that he plays Bill is so so smooth and just so natural. Yeah. So laid back. Uh <clears throat> yeah, but uh so Kurt Russell, uh Warren Beatty, which whatever, uh Burt Reynolds. That would be horrible. Yeah, no, uh, and no way. dude. So the number one, like this, this guy was in it until he had to go. Uh, I think he directed it, direct and act in Open Range. Can you guys guess? Mm. Y'all remember Open Range? 
Kevin oh, Costner was pretty much oh, yeah, that's right. set to be yeah. Bill yeah. until he like left to go. Honestly, I could kind of see Kevin Costner. I think Kevin Costner is super underappreciated. Was this, was this pre-Waterworld or post-Waterworld? I mean, post everything's post-Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld was like real. Like, it's early. inevitable. Yeah, yeah that's, like, that's like his origin story. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, uh, like he never existed pre-Waterworld. Like he just spawned he into existence. He was formed into existence <laughs> with Waterworld. From the yeah. film. Uh, oh, God damn it. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, on the, on that note, what else, what else we what else what we do, got? What do you got, Gus? What are you looking over there? I'm, I'm looking at my notes. Okay, I don't know if this was my <laughs> Netflix or my TV that. or whatever the fuck. Um, were there like booping noises, like boop in your? Yes. Yeah. Is that like a B movie kind of throwback uh, or just kind of like a? Which parts were they? I think that's a Tarantino thing because Tarantino every time, thing? what it was? Do you know what it was bleeping out? No, it was oh, just like a name. random boop. It, was, it, was it wasn't a bleeping out of a name or anything. It was just like boop. I don't That's know if that was me. when it was with the name. Okay. Beatrix Kiddo. I'm going to I'm going to call you know, why? a uh, I want to ask a nurse cuz I think you might be having a stroke. Nurse. <laughs> uh, that's what it's No, I want to ask you guys, why do you think uh, they beeped out her name? Why why is that? Why was that I so still important? don't know honestly. Mm, I really yeah. don't. Cuz that's like cuz it's obviously very intentional. Like Yeah. I don't know why they would be doing So it's not the same beep, because now I'm really intrigued, Gus. I know there's like two different beep than them saying her name. Right. It's like during a fight scene or something. I don't Mm. know when I forgot when I put it down, but it's in Kill Bill Volume Two. It happens once. In volume one it happens twice. I don't know if it was my TV. I was that's why I thought I'd just bring it up. Because it was just like a boop. Because I know there definitely are beeps, but I think yeah. they're always to bleep her name. Guys, okay. I think I see uh, your eyes are, like, bleeding. Is oh. That, like, yeah, you, there's actually like, blood go-go. coming out of your ears, too. <laughs> yeah. Shit, are you? Oh, are you okay? oh no. I have Ebola. <laughs> I didn't let you guys know. What's in the sake? I, have, I, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> I've won those bleep cancers. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Man. It's in there. I'm going to rewatch it, and I'm... I'm I'm gonna, really because yeah, I watch I watch it on Netflix yeah. too. So the only bleeps I remember is when they bleeped her out name, her name. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like other things that we left out. You also. know what was really weird? It was yeah. when they revealed her name, mm-hmm. and then they show her like as a kid. You yeah, know? like you remember really? Like, oh, classroom? you know what? That was a bit of a. What was that all about? Like, what was it? Was oh, it? That's right. That's a bit of a, a, a shooting star segment for me. Right? Because I, I, yeah, do you, do you know what he's talking about? Yeah. It's, the, it's like a random school. flashback, the first time that they say her name, right? Yeah. And because I remember, and it's it's her as an adult in this classroom. Yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> she says, here, you know yeah. what, I'll, I'll, honestly. Hi. I'll, I'll chalk that up to just being a bit that just didn't quite I land think for Tarantino. Tarantino is like, oh, this would be so funny if we. If yeah, we they're did. gonna. Yeah. Well, okay, so there's a. <laughs> this bit, <be> so funny. <laughs> there's a bit of a funny payoff in the fact that she's called Kiddo for both yeah, movies, and that's her last name. Yeah. Okay. And it's right. like, oh, okay. All right. It's, you had your fun, Tarantino. I guess. Okay. So, your shooting star bit is like, you rewind it to see like what's what, what that Ooh, was. Yeah. What is? Did okay. you have another yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's in the first volume. Yeah. It's just something that stood out to me. It's really strange. There's a shot of like Uma Thurman, and she's okay. I'm trying to describe this. So there's like a door frame. It's the door that the kid comes out of mm-hmm. and like sees it. There is a random socket above the door frame, like 
six feet really? in the air above it. I'm not even joking. Yeah, because okay, I. So, I'm still like, trying to figure out what's yeah. like, what what scene. Oh, this is volume one. Like, Vivica okay. Fox and Uma Thurman are oh, fighting. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, the yeah. kid comes out uh-huh. in the doorframe of the kitchen, and there's, there's like a regular socket, like. On the wall above the door above frame. The door. I'm I not even kidding. Sake. I I know you like, say sake. Like what? <laughs> like plugs. Like a plug. And it's above the door frame. I'm pretty sure it's like a set thing. No, it's right? yeah. It's just a kind of a weird like. I don't know if that, that is, was the yeah. way the the huh. house was built, or like for phones to so be plugged it, in that high. What if Terry was like, <laughs> so "Hey, this would be so funny if we did the outlet would be right." Yeah, like <laughs> one in a thousand people are gonna. Yeah, catch I don't it. think. Yeah, I think that wasn't like him, but you know, it's just like super, super <laughs> that, random no, little is, super little nugget. Weird. I don't think that's a mm. thing that like exists in real houses. Because I just saw that, and I was like, <laughs> "What the yeah. fuck is that doing up there?" It had to be a set designer. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just like oh, part of the house. Or funny if we put this thing. No one will catch it because they're all stupid idiot Americans. <laughs> um, another shot. I actually, I haven't been able to get this shots the shot in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really love the um, when she's talking to Hattori Hanzo, mm-hmm. and uh, she says, "You know, oh, I know what you're gonna say. You know, like oh, like uh, I need one of these swords or whatever." Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm not for sale. He says, no, I want you to give it to me. And then she mentions, oh, you know, Bill, whatever. And then what I love about that part is that he he crosses um, the room. And uh, what happens is that the the light uh, from the ceiling, you know, there's like ridges on the on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Right. So as he's walking through the room, you see the uh, alternation between light and dark with uh, Hanzo, and he's like trying. And it's like such a great like way of like conveying right. that he's trying to sort out what he should do. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it's so subtle. Like you, you wouldn't even like really notice it. But like yeah. I thought it was like such a great thing. And then he does his little like you know yeah. Bill thing. Well, that's that. what I thought you were gonna reference. Yeah. It's like because she doesn't mention his name. Yeah. She said it's a former student of yours, and then right. that's when he walks to the window. And he's like thinking, and then about like all his the fucking handwriting in that I like window little... is the <laughs> like it's oh, so yeah. cool. Like God damn it, this movie's so fucking cool. That man. scene is very like sexualized too. When she's looking at the mm. sword, she's like. <sighs> Like she's like yeah, and like her fucking dildos she, or something. Yeah. Like, ready to fucking go. Just very sexualized, and it reminds me kind of like of westerns, like mm-hmm. of you know, picking the gun is like a whole extension of masculinity and all this stuff. I right. you know all this. Yeah, you could sure. look into that, but you know that of like choosing a sword or like looking at swords and like wanting a Hanzo sword. It's like very sexualized. Very. Well, like, what's the different? I mean, it's the same thing with. Uh, like, sex and violence are, like, the same thing, man. Oh, right. I think. Yeah. Abs- in terms of entertainment, it's, yeah. like, it's all about the buildup. Yeah, for sure. Winding They're super intertwined. It. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Know. Especially in Tarantino's movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, like, everything Everything is about sex, except sex. Sex is about, about power. power. Right. Where, who said that? Right. I think that's a House of Cards. A house of Cards. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, kind of a little rough to <laughs> <laughs> reference. Weinstein and uh, Kevin unknown, Spacey. Unknown, uh, <laughs> unknown. Beep, beep. I think I think that one's an old Klingon proverb, actually. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah. What did we got? Any other segments, Adam? Or you want to kind of wrap we, things we up? We kind of covered signature moves in there, and we kind of covered historical so. context. We I'm covered what the other PCA guy. We covered the shots, 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 and we covered the the, the shooting stars. Yeah. You know, so oh, yeah. I think that we just about covered. Would you say we we closed the book? Mm-hmm. On the uh, podcast, there chapter he closed yeah. a book just to narrate. What, if you uh, if you heard, missed it. the well, sake is all gone too. That's Ooh, really boy, we killed that sake. <laughs> <laughs> we did. So Wait. I would like to I like I would like Gus to speak last about it. But um, Brent, what did you? What's your final thoughts about the the Kill Boys, the yeah. Kill Bills? Uh, <clears throat> these movies. It's literally are, Kill Boys. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Um, these movies uh, are. It's fucking great. Like combined, they're uh, I I really think like a fucking masterpiece, like an action revenge movie masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, like like one and two are very different movies, uh, both trying to do different things. Uh, I think the story that it tells is like incredibly compelling and intense, and. Um, it's also like a great homage to like martial arts movies of the past. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think this is even to this day, like an underappreciated like series of movies and uh, that people should definitely watch them if they haven't for sure. Yes. <laughs> Gus. No. <laughs> yes. No. Um, I am so surprised on how much I love this movie on this viewing mm-hmm. because I always put Kill Bill like on kind of the you know you know Terry is it's good but I'm not gonna I I rather watch Pulp Fiction I rather watch you know Reservoir Dogs mm-hmm. whatever but no this is like. I don't know. I think it was like a maturity thing because like volume two yeah. really grew on me this time. For sure. Yeah. Like it's on par. Yeah. The thing is like they're both like equally great because they're do- doing different things. Volume one and volume two. Mm-hmm. But I finally realized what volume two was doing this time around. I never figured it out until this one. Yeah. You know? And um, we'll see how Inglorious Bastards turns out. Because that's going to be a very interesting podcast, I think. But um, Tarantino has proved himself. He he did this as a movie to prove himself like he can direct. Like he he Mm -hmm. said on uh, on set, like if you can't, the best directors are ones who can do action. And I I kind of agree with that. It makes sense because if you can control and. control the camera to where action makes sense like very high pace action it boils down the job of directing Mm -hmm. to like such a visceral like direct exactly like you have to visually see it you there's no matter how good of a how good writing you are Mm -hmm. like no matter how much great dialogue because he was known as a dialogue guy yeah right Mm -hmm. he's like let me prove myself i can do action and he proved it with crazy. It's a classic fucking scene. Oh yeah, go down cinema history. Like you'll absolutely, s- you'll yeah. see. There's gonna be kids, um, teachers out there, professors of film, say, "Hey, this is how you do action. Mm-hmm. This is it." And I wish I could be more um, technical about how he does it. 
But I can safely say from a more lay perspective that it's fucking amazing, that crazy 88 Yeah, scene. absolutely. And then with um, this volume two, it's more classic Tarantino with all dialogue and like very skilled dialogue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like nothing beats like the amazing... Because I think the dialogue in Volume Two was like vastly superior to Volume yeah, One. Yeah, it builds up the tension, right? And scenes yeah, and everything. yeah, definitely. Yeah, the dialogue wise, it's vastly superior. Way better, yes. Yeah. So it's like you get your you get a you get your kind of new Tarantino with action on the first one, then you get your classic Tarantino. You get you get yeah. a whole you get a whole like smorgasbord of a whole little platter, a little Tarantino platter. Yeah. This movie. These so. Movies. If you haven't seen it, guys, and I don't know why you would be this far into the podcast. <laughs> like, I'm not sold. Right. I'm not quite sold on this <laughs> series yet. Well, if, I'm sure you have seen it, but go watch it again. Appreciate how good yeah. Volume 1 and Volume 2 is, especially Volume 2, because I feel like it doesn't get enough love. And yeah. let me let me bounce off that because I'm a first time u- first time user <laughs> first time <laughs> long time listener <laughs> first time viewer yeah. of Kill Bill and you know um, we studied we studied you know my professor would show like a clip of the eighty eight scene in the volume one in our class and we would look over that but that was like the only time I've seen bits of Kill Bill mm-hmm. and um, coming into it with a fresh mind but kind of like what i thought it was about mm-hmm. and coming in and watching it for the first time now my expectations were totally Spurted. wrong <laughs> yeah totally wrong because i i came into this with a fresh take and it was just like it was very quentin tarantino from other films that i've seen him direct and write mm-hmm. and whatnot but like adam said like definitely an action it's definitely a love letter to kung fu movies to even samurai and Japanese films, and uh, even I would say to Western films to an extent in the volume mm-hmm. two, yeah. And so um, seeing that modern reiteration of that, it's really refreshing. And yeah, volume two requires a second viewing, I think. Which you will do right now. Yeah, which well, I will do. Put it on right immediately right <laughs> to truly appreciate it. Clothes. <laughs> Just watch Kill Bill Volume Two, <laughs> but I'm just surprised it's taken me this long to watch these two. It's yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, man, it's wild. That's why we I mean, force I, you to watch. <laughs> yeah, but I, I really appreciate having like your perspective. Yeah, on it's, yeah. it's been cool. really cool. Mm. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. For sure. Hell yeah. So, Gus, you got any sexy plugs out there? Sexy oh plugs? man, not really. Just no. follow me on Instagram. What's your know. Instagram? Instagram is gs. K L L Y. Nice and easy for no, it actually is pretty easy. G S K L L Y. Yeah, my name without the vowels. It's pretty easy. Yeah, there you go. Or on Twitter, I'm Gus. Shut the fuck up. S T F U. That's even on Twitter. That's great. I love that. I tweet sad dad shit. So you know. Hey, that's my brand, fam. Kidding me? I'll be on the Last Jedi podcast next time. Oh, talk about it here the train is loud you know i'm debating on that last year should we even drink on that podcast because if if we drink and we're getting that heated getting them heated boys out i don't know man that's like uh i feel like i'm pretty fair about it though i don't know yeah i don't know we'll figure out the logistics of that yeah 
I don't know. So waited. So uh, only pay per view only. Last Jedi Showdown <laughs> with Sergio. Patreon. Just like please. <laughs> <Sergio. laughs> yeah. You're just like yeah. Just yeah. He's gonna be on. Two yeah, you're gonna be on. Sergio. Whether he wants to be or not. Sergio and Adam versus Gus <laughs> and Brett for is the Last Jedi a decent movie? <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, but. Um, that is another episode of Director Showdown. We appreciate you listening. Yeah. Uh, tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, all that good business. Uh, listen to other podcasts. <laughs> other sticker no, friends. No, like, just walk outside, listen to nature, just listen to things, listen to music. No, just, uh, just uh, you know, click a random podcast. <laughs> just listen to it. Listen to a podcast. No, listen to the Sticker Fridge podcast. We have yes. like fucking six now. There's like a whole diverse portfolio, dating, sports, diversity, eight movie podcasts, diversity, (laughs) diversity, a diverse crowd of people. We ain't no white people. Almost, we're we're diversity here. (laughs) Sticker fridge, Uh, YouTube, sticker fridge, all that, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. I'm Brent Kong. Still, you're not on Twitter. Uh, I'm not. Gus is. Shame. I so thought we were going to have a Twitter funny, handle. No, okay, here's the thing. So, guys, I made a Twitter handle for the show. Um, got it blocked, though. Oh, <laughs> by Twitter. Uh, I le- How did I get it blocked? Yeah, what did you do? I did something. Yeah, what did you do? What the fuck did I do? You post your wiener? Oh, that was it. Yeah. That the winky? No, I... What the little fuck? Little Why did I forget? <laughs> Somehow I blocked it, and I had to, like, email... No, you know what it was? I said uh, my date of birth was... 2017, because that's when we started the podcast. Oh. Mm. And they said, well, you, you have to be 13 or older to uh, use Twitter. So, you, sorry. Blocked. Blocked. Done. Uh, send us a picture of your ID. So, I sent them my, a picture of my ID, uh, uh, and we're getting that unblocked. So, that will be around. Man, it's I didn't coming know they out. were so... Damn. Dude, so, they are. Uh, I was like, this will be fun. Our date of birth is when the podcast yeah, started. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> no, that's not adorable. Fun. And then it's like, oh, well. Yeah, Sorry. That's like the check the I am not a robot thing. Just like, it, yeah, <laughs> it's right? like it filters out all the kids. I clicked all the trees. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck are you What's talking about? Fuck? I didn't know Twitter was so like Dude, they are, security man. Security yeah. focusing. Hey, but when it Twitter. comes to the alt-right, let them go. Let them go. First yeah. Amendment. Let them run free. They're 13 and up. <laughs> and on that fun note, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, tell your friends. And uh, yeah, see you guys next week. Peace. Bye-bye.